modern day American agriculture worked for a very short period of time, the concept of land ownership. Um, my family used to always say we we couldn't afford to be non-organic. We couldn't afford to spray chemicals because we just couldn't afford the chemicals. So we were always organic. We were always traditional. Um, but the historical impact that that the modern day food system has had not only on our health, diabetes, cancer, rare blood diseases, uh, anxieties and depressions and stuff we don't even know what is or, or what's really going on, uh, but the food system's impact not only on the health that I just mentioned, but also on our life way, uh, what it takes to get the food, right? So we're working around those types of systems, and what we're learning is that uh, in some cases, in most cases, we just got to dismantle it altogether and and go with what we what we have always done, right? Keeping food systems more local, uh, looking at regional food systems, looking at a food shed like a watershed, um, and and spending the least amount of ancient energy, oil and gas uh, to produce and to distribute our foods. Uh, What's working is it, the concept of exchange as opposed to, um, you know, selling to a, a corporation. How can we trade with our neighbor? Um, and I've been doing it. I've been trading uh, peaches for squash and, and uh, squash for, for apples. And, and then I take those and I, you know, s- distribute them roadside, sell them from the farm stand to the community and I have a much more diverse table when I'm uh, sharing with my direct neighbor and, and doing trades than if I was just selling uh, my onions, right? So that's one thing that's working. An important thing, and I learned this from the uh, maestro elder Don Bustos, who's another incredible community hero elder that has just, uh, through his life work, transformed the realities that we face here in New Mexico. He's really helped to revive agriculture, but... Um, Looking at modern weather, climate change is real. And I can say that because as a farmer, even in just my short 35-year life, we are getting about 20% of uh, the amount of snow that we used to back in the early 1990s when I was a youngster. Uh, We used to see four-foot, three-foot snowfalls. Now we're lucky if we see six-inch snowfalls, right? Um, The amount of water, the the documented history of, of drought, is so much greater now than what it was in the past. We're going through longer terms of drought. Um, Now, it's important to know that climate change is not so much a naturally occurring phenomena. Um, Yes, it has occurred naturally, but here in my own community, in the late 1800s, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, those powers that be, those globalized powers, came to my home community in northern New Mexico posed as American land speculators to give the deed to the community, to the rightful owners, those land speculators gave the common lands that belonged to everybody to one family. That family then sold that land to a business that was owned by those land speculators. It was just a big racket. You know, those land speculators then clear-cut our old-growth forests and shipped though that would to build the Panama Canal. This is documented history, y'all. And it's important to know that in the late 1800s, globalization removed entire forests, old growth forests 
that then dismantled the watershed, destroyed the natural species, uh, destroyed the natural flow of the river. And now what are we seeing? A natural forest has seven to 70 trees per acre. We got about two to 7,000 trees per acre under the management of the U.S. Forest Service and after the impacts of clear cutting an old growth forest. So that reality of climate change has forced us to need to use newer technologies. We use drip tape. Uh, we use plastic. We use high tunnels to extend our season because the frost is coming earlier or it's, it's, uh, coming, uh, later and we, we need to extend our season so we could grow crops that we ain't normally grown before. Uh, new foods like salad greens and kales and chards, those have nutritional value too. So we're learning, uh, how to eat new foods that we haven't normally or traditionally uh, eaten. So that part is working. Okay. So it's so many questions in what you just said, <laughs> but I know, right. What you just, I want to go quickly to what you just said about you all evolving into eating differently. Have you seen any differences in people's health or energy movement or any of that, you know, irrespective to what you did eat? So I'll tell you, so um, I'll tell you historically, um, and I, you know, the elders, the, the old timers, I knew people who lived 102, the, the children of the 102 year olds, the ones that grew up in processed foods, they're living to like 65, 69 years old and dying of what we don't even know, right? They're, they're uh, getting really, really sick. Now we're starting to shift towards realizing that food systems destroyed us and our health is really bad. So I'm seeing not only in my own self, I used to be 250 pounds on fast food and Cokes and Dr. Peppers on the everyday uh, energy drinks and stuff like that. And since I realized how bad processed and conventional foods really are, and I shifted just how I eat and went back to instead of selling and distributing the food I grew to eating it, to consuming it and sharing my neighbors, my health is completely transformed. 